Well, hey, parents, happy Teenager Tuesday. Um, man, I'm excited to talk about what, what we've got in store for you today, um, why students stay connected with Christ, according to uh, some research found with uh, kidsministryscience.com or kidmenscience.com. Um, but before we get to that, I wanted to kind of give you some sneak preview about some stuff that's coming up, uh, some series that we have. Grant Diamond, who is a professional gamer, he games full-time. Uh, he's going to come and talk about gaming. I know we've already done that once this year, but man, when I got to meet him and got to kind of glean some wisdom from him, I thought it would be so uh, beneficial for all of us if he comes in, talks about how uh, how to manage that, when when is too much, too much gaming, and even just how, how to help our students game well inside of video games, like how they can do that for Christ, like Christ, because for whatever reason, gaming seems kind of like traffic or like when you're in your car. Uh, just very quick to anger. So uh, he's going to come talk about that. Uh, we've got a series coming up with Summer Butler, who wrote a book called uh, Blended. Some of y'all out in McKinney did a small group study with her uh, material, and she's going to talk about uh, blending, uh, how blended families can live together well, how to play well with other parents, you know, the ex-husband and their their new wife or whatever. Um, I'm very excited for her to come, as well as Josiah from, he's the, the, the new leader at City Relief, uh, which is a missions organization in New York, as well as our campus pastors are coming. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming. And I mentioned all that to say, please, please, please share this with other parents. Um, we've got somewhere around 75 to 100 parents kind of tuning in. Well, 100 uh, people. So you could be listening to this as a couple, but um, the, we, we make this in shorter segments so that uh, it can be, it's designed so that you can listen to it on your way home from work. And it's Real short, usually about 10 minutes long, and would love, love, love for you to help me get this to as many parents as possible and uh, keep sending in your suggestions on, on things to talk about. I take that very seriously, and almost all of the content uh, that we're working on, all of the resources that we're working on, uh, go off of what you have asked for. So please help us stay informed with that. Now, today, like I said, talking about the reasons why students stay connected with Christ. Uh, you can go go online and find this research at uh, kidmenscience.com, uh, but I'm going to give it to you right now, so you don't have to do that if you don't want to. But uh, the main reason, there are five common threads that they found um, as to uh, the students that that left or graduated and went to college and found another church <clears throat> and found, you know, they got a job in a different city and they got plugged into a church. They, they studied those people and like a common thread among all of those was number one, they ate dinner uh, as a family. They ate dinner as a family multiple times a week, many, many times a week. They ate dinner as a family, not in front of a TV. So if that's not part of your rhythm, it could probably take some getting used to, or maybe you already do that, and you're like, check, I've, I've got one of five already, I'm doing great, you know, that is one of, they said that is the number one reason, the, the top reason that uh, people, that students after graduating stayed in church, number two, they served with their families in a ministry, they served with their families in a ministry. Now, this is saying at church or outside of church. So find a consistent way that you as a family can serve together, serve together. Like you, uh, you know, every campus at Hope has multiple services. Serve one, attend one. Serve one as a family, attend one as a family, and then go out, go eat 
lunch at your house around a table with no TV. Like that is going to set up your Sunday or the beginning of your week, Sunday, or, or maybe you look at Sunday as the end of your week. It's going to end your week well. It's going to set up your week well. Serve with their families. Maybe you don't serve somewhere yet. Maybe serving on the weekend doesn't work for you. Find a nonprofit. There's a lot of local nonprofits that we partner with that are on the website. You just go to hopefellowship.net uh, and then go under the, the serve. You can serve the world. There, there are ways that you as a family can serve the world at your kitchen table, at your house, or there, there are ways you can serve local communities. You can serve the local church. Serve with, uh, serve together as a family. Number three, uh, they had one spiritual experience during or at home during the week. One spiritual experience at home during the week. Uh, that is n- what what is not counted. I believe is not counted in, into that is just praying for food right before they do that. Like have a spiritual experience in the home during the week. Now. You might not know how to do that. You might feel awkward about that. Super simple. Let me, I'll tell you how you can do a Bible study really quick, or be, better said, a Bible discussion uh, around a table. Have a verse or, or a passage. Read through it. Ask, uh, ask what stands out the most to you. And don't just toss it in the air. Like point it and say, I'll start. I'll do this. And then we'll go around in a circle. What stood out the most to you? What do you think this means for you and what can we do moving forward? That makes it super simple. You have a spiritual experience. Pray together. Pray over each other. Pray before bed. Pray in the morning. Driving to school. You have a a spiritual experience. Um, Number four, entrust them with responsibility at an early age. The quicker you entrust them with responsibility, it seems like the more responsibility people take on. Like the again, the the earlier you can entrust them with with responsibility, and obviously it, it you know you look at it as like age, and uh, if you have three kids, I I have two older sisters. My oldest sister was entrusted with responsibility uh, to look after us, and then it was like trickled down. And um, the the earlier you can get them to be responsible for something, chores, looking after siblings. Uh, coming up with ideas for vacation, coming up with ideas of how you can serve together as a family, find ways that you can trust them with responsibility early. And then that's going to free you up to have a lot more life lessons along the way as well. Lastly, number five, very passionate about this and all of them, but this one has to deal directly with my job too. Number five, they had at least one faith-focused adult in their life other than their parent. One faith-focused adult in their life other than their parent. Now, at Hope Students, the biggest thing that we emphasize is small group leaders. Small groups, small group leaders. Small groups, small group leaders. Maybe your student's not connected with their small group. Email me, email us, email me at wperry at hopefellowship.net. I want to help your student get connected. And sometimes that... That really just takes time, but sometimes it can happen quick. Sometimes your student has tried it before and like, oh, I didn't really connect. Uh, can I go to church with my friend? Absolutely. Go to a different church with their friend. Like I care more about them being plugged into a church with a small group leader, another faith-focused adult who is just going to repeat what you're saying anyways. It just sounds different because it's coming from their different voice. Um, that makes such a huge difference. And I mean, this could even be a coach. 
again, like Nate and I, you know, we did the series on sports and maybe the time thing doesn't kind of get in there or, you know, it doesn't work. Do they have a coach that is a Christ follower? Maybe they have a teacher that's a Christ follower. Maybe you have a neighbor that's a Christ follower that could speak into them. The biggest takeaway from from that point is just find someone that'll be a mentor. My mom looked for a lot of, uh, you know, adult guys that would take me under their wing. And she went to them directly and asked them, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do it? I'm having this trouble with my son. And I was very lucky and blessed that at the time, I had a handful of guys that would get on to me uh, that I didn't like. Uh, Mr. Elder, I love Clint Elder, passed away a few years ago. I wouldn't be the man I am without him. My small group leader in middle school, I gave that guy... Uh, I caused a lot of gray hair. Let's say that. Uh, he kicked me out of small group, but man, I knew that guy cared about me. Like my youth pastor, Pastor Matt, uh, Mark Hines, who didn't go to my church. I didn't go to his church. I was friends with his son. I was over at their house all the time. Mark Hines took me underneath his wing and, and really poured into me. So have at least one faith-focused adult in their life. I'll reiterate these and then we'll sign off and we'll see you next week. Uh, number one, Eat dinner a few night or uh, uh, eat dinner around a table as a family without TV. Number two, serve with each other in a ministry. Serve as a family in the ministry. Number three, have one spiritual experience in the home during the week. Number four, entrust them with, with responsibility in, in uh, early on. Entrust. Uh, sorry, number four, entrust them with responsibility at an early age. And number five. They had find at least one faith-focused adult uh, to pour into their lives other than their parent. All right. We love you. I love you. Believe in you. And as always, you're not alone. You can do this. God is with you, and so are we. Have a great week. 